It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team just to close this up because i think this is good for the one part uh i there was another article that was out there that sounds eerily similar to basically what daniel kramer was doing it, it was by the needling and if you have not heard of the needling it is like the onion it is like the national lampoon the almost live kind of news postings that is seattle centric Well, they had some insight on this, and uh, let me just read this article. And though it is a, you know, a satire article, from the article that we just started with at the start of this show, you can see some truths (laughs) in this article here. And this was written before Daniel Kramer wrote his. This is from a couple days ago. It's on the needling. If you're on Instagram, they're there. They're they're great. The article is titled Seattle Mariners announced you are playing outfield next season in the latest cost saving move. All right, let me read this for you guys because this actually kind of reads like the rest of the articles. Like I was saying, you be the judge. And it reads, despite bragging about being the most profitable team in baseball just last year, today the Seattle Mariners have announced that you will be playing outfield next season in their latest cost-saving move following the recent salary dump trades of Eugenio Suarez, Jared Kelnick, Marco Gonzalez, and Evan White. Quote, management is asking us to tighten our belts again so we don't have to spend any money to get help for the team. So we're going to be putting you in the outfield on opening day. We can't afford to provide that either, end quote, said Mariners GM Jerry DePoto. Quote, you'll be fine. Just stand there and let Julio cover most of the grass. And when you get up to bat, try to get hit by a pitch like Ty France. I mean, this can't turn out any worse than our Tommy LaStella, AJ Pollock, Colton Wong, Adam Frazier, and Jesse Winker moves, right? Right? End quote. 
The Mariners ranked 10th in attendance in 2023 after finally breaking a 20-year playoff drought, and ownership was quick to reward fans' enduring loyalty and patience by raising ticket prices 25% while teasing fans about a potential Otani signing that everyone knows they won't shell out the money for. Quote, these ungrateful fans will be a lot more appreciative when they realize these moves will just get us closer to signing Otani. That's right. Craig Otani, a shoreline mechanic that plays softball on the weekends at Green Lake, end quote, said Mariners CEO John Stanton, quote, he has great fundamentals. He never misses a game because of car troubles. And this Otani hits, pitches, covers shortstop because they don't want to forfeit when they can't find nine friends to play with. And just think of all the Otani jerseys we'll be able to sell at a fraction of the cost, end quote. Mariners' ownership also announced that in 2024, ushers would start passing around a collection plate at home games to raise funds for future ownership investments that would be utilized anywhere but on the field. I mean, if you were just reading that article, not knowing it was from the needling who does great satire pieces, that sounds about right. It sounds kind of accurate. sounds believable to me. Oh, it's it, it's good. It sounds very accurate and very similar to Daniel's in some aspects. And it just another thing gets brought up that just irritates me: the raising of the ticket prices by twenty five percent. I mean, what's going on here? I just the fans are the last with this Mariners organ or ownership. It sucks. <laughs> it's. I think my favorite part of that that whole article is like. All right, you'll be playing outfield, but bring your own glove. We will not be providing one. <laughs> they don't have money for that. Yeah, the, the the Sunday afternoon pop fly contest is actually tryouts now. Yeah. Uh, there's some good comments here on these. Uh, people excited for Craig Otani. Put me in, uh, put me in coach. Uh, let's see. Uh this is at Shawak. Let's see who wrote this. This guy, whoever wrote this, uh, Wak is his name. I'm looking at his. Wakamatsu? Shawakamatsu. Oh, oh, I think he said Wak. Sorry. Yeah, I would love to have some of these uh, needling guys come on the podcast one time. They actually do cover, do a bit of a Mariner satire, and I think they, they get it right. They get it from the fans' point of view. They do a lot of like good sports satire articles. They got one about Climate Pledge Arena, uh, Climate Pledge Arena to offer a hot dog, small drink, and a kick in the throat for forty nine ninety nine. Uh, they have a Mariners one that says shoplifting, jumpstart, tax misdemeanor, drug use, forced Mariners to miss uh, MLB playoffs. Oh, that was from earlier. But uh, yeah, I, I just it, the thing is when you start when you're or when you start to be when you start to become that satire become that joke instead of laughing along with it and you become the joke that's how crazy this is like if you'd have just taken this article and maybe took out a couple of little itty bitty things like uh maybe take out the glove thing maybe just all the rest of it <laughs> it's believable even the craig otani it's all believable well, because those are the kind of guys that Jerry ends up getting in these trades. It's always back to that that scene from Major League where they go, they're reading the names off and they're like, who are these fucking guys? You know, that's what it always is. 
this organization something else. They're always just doing something, sticking their foot in their mouth. They need a kick in the ass. I mean, they had so much momentum the last few years making the playoffs, and it, they have not capitalized at all. And people are pissed, and rightfully so, and they do everything they can without thinking twice about it on how to rectify or at least sound, you know, somewhat conscientious of it. I mean, when they sent their uh, social media post out when they traded those three guys, they sent it, they put them all in one thing and didn't even like individually thank them. I mean, they're just tone deaf on everything they do. Yeah. Let me, let me, that's a good thing to pull up here. I'm going to go to their, to their Instagram uh, Mariners because Let's see. Yeah, you're right. They put out one graphic. You know me. I'm making graphics for the show now. Personally, I make more than three in an hour. I, you know what? We should personally, we should personally make them a, a thumbnail each. So yeah, they did. Thank you, Evan, Marco, and Jared, for your efforts in the field and in our community and in the clubhouse. Thank you for everything. And then. Before they even thanked them, they welcomed Jackson Cower. Yeah, I mean, I, was the I post do. Before, the post before said, we have acquired Jackson Cower and minor league pitcher Cole Phillips from the Braves in exchange for Marco, Jared, and Evan. I know that's, that is how it is. That's just the spin you're going to do. Mariners could have the worst game on earth. And the social media is going to jazz it up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, they have the toughest job in the city, that's for sure. Mariners uh, admins, I mean, to their credit, though, the next day or so after, they did put a nice video from Marco. So I did see that. That one on YouTube is really nice where yep. they, they showed him from, you know, signing his coming to the Mariners, signing his contract, throwing complete game, working in the community he did mean a lot to this organization and uh, you know, he's one of those tone setters for that clubhouse. Uh, always a compete, com a guy who competes. Uh, look, the, the numbers don't lie. He had the quality starts, but to your point though, about the Mariners operation and operation people and the social media, they do a great job. They probably come in all the time and they're just like, Oh fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not just imagine if you, for the Dodgers or you work for the Braves or one of these, it's the easiest shit. You're like, you know what? We don't have anything today. Let's just go down and uh, let's, let's watch Mookie Betts take batting practice. Million views, you know, Mariners. It's always like, well, let's put out this fucking uh, PR fire. Well, if I, yeah, I mean, if I was in charge, I would say this is how I would spice it up for him. And that, that's, this is just me. You know, when they do those nice videos for Marco, you mentioned they go over, you know, when he signed and all that stuff. I'd like to see some footage about when they give him a call, letting him know he's been traded. They should throw that in there as well. I want to see those videos. I know they're going to bring guys up, but they're going to do that. Yeah, look, give us some of that hard knocks footage. Yeah. Because that's what Scott Service was talking about, right? He had to talk to these guys afterwards. I mean... Especially guys like Mark, these three, Marco, who's been with him since what, 2017? Yeah, it feels like forever. I mean, he's the one who started this rotation when it was getting built up as the number one. I mean, he was he was getting the starts over Felix at the end of his career to start opening day.
It's, it's been a tough week and I'm just the cherry on top of everything. Just a little, 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 another kick to the nuts, kick to the jaw. Let's keep it clean. Kick to the throat, as the needling would say, along with that hot dog and that drink for $4.99. Lou Pinella falls one vote, or let's say one cigarette short of the MLB Hall of Fame. Jim Leland gets in. They can only let two or one, they can only let one chain smoker in chain smoking manager in the major league hall of fame. I think Lou will be in there next year. Um, I wish it would have happened right now, but now that he's been this close, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to talk and campaign uh, for Lou Pinella for the next year. Yeah. My favorite all time Mariner manager. I mean, when, when that announcement was made way back when I thought, Oh boy, we're on the way to big things and we he he did some big things for us um but yeah i'm pulling for him he will get in soon yeah lou Pinella, bottom bottom line i know we talk griffey uh we talk about edgar that all uh, the hall of famers the great players on the field lou Pinella, i've said this before lou Pinella was what Mike Holmgren was to the Seahawks where it completely changed it. You brought somebody in that the baseball world knew the baseball world loved him, hated him, respected him. He had a ring. He was a Yankee played on all those great Yankees team. He brought winning into the city that we had never had and never in that clubhouse. And, you know, the entire time Lou Pinella was here, we were either in it, close to in it or exciting yeah what a guy i must see tv every night just seeing him whether it was in the kingdom in the corner kind of bouncing his feet back and forth off the turf or you might catch him smoking a stogie like you said in the tunnel area or what have you or throwing his hat or throwing a base but uh those players were he uh they played hard for him. He was one of a kind and such a treat for us, especially with us growing up in that era with that team, having him be our manager. Never forget it. Yeah. Three uh, trips to the playoffs in 10 years. He leaves, you know, the rest of this, you know, the rest of this story. Yeah. What is it? One in 22 now? Yes. And, uh, you know, Lou Pinello, very old school, about as old school as you get. Uh, chip off the old block from Billy Martin. Um, but, uh, yeah, people always give him a little bit of shit for running through running through his pitchers and his bullpens. Uh, but you know, that kind of seems like a Mariner's thing, not a Lupinella thing. He did not like guys that did not throw strikes. He did not have any tolerance for that. And I like, I like that about him. I do. Yeah. I like the way that I know maybe some people have to say things about Pete Carroll's football. I like that he's a coach that does not like fumbling and turnovers. And a baseball manager, I guess the equivalent of that is airs and walks. Yeah. Yep. Throw strikes, kid. That would be a, a quick little line or quick little line he would give his relief pitcher as he goes out for a quick check on him. <laughs> Throw strikes, kid. That was it. That was yep. it. Short and sweet. Just like this podcast. Yeah.